Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. It's good to have you today. Join the podcast with me. It's such a delight for me to be able to come to you each day and to be able to share with you the Word of God. And I hope that your anchor is holding firm to the Word of God, to the Scriptures themselves. They are the only thing that will give you emotional and spiritual stability in this day and age that we live in, and well, indeed, in any age that's ever existed. The only way God's people have ever been able to have any kind of of uh, uh, solidness in their life and stability is, of course, in the Word of God. So we rejoice today. I rejoice with you as we wait wait to another week and we get ready to serve the Lord in whatever capacity He's called each one of us to do, uh, to labor in. And I hope that your, your, your heart is prepared and your spirit is sensitive to His leading and the direction He would give you. Be alert today. Uh, God may bring someone across your path that needs a gospel. They meet some, may need somebody who you may meet somebody who has a, a a soil of his or her heart is receptive to the word of God, and it'll be your opportunity to be able to share with them the wonderful grace and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been meditating on the love of God in a bit last week, and so we want to continue with that even today. Uh, in First John chapter 3, and particularly verse 1, I took the opportunity to open that passage of Scripture and to be able to remind ourselves of some great words from the Apostle John. He said in John chapter 3, verse 1, he said uh, that we, uh, what behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. And I remarked to you just in brief that beholding the love of God could occupy volume upon volume uh, of books. But yet here the Apostle John simply causes us in our minds to turn towards that that marvelous thought, that extraordinary frame of mind to think on the love of God to humanity. Uh, the Apostle doesn't attempt to uh, describe it. He just calls on you and me and the church to behold it, to look on it, to wonder at it, to marvel at God's love for us, to be staggered by it each day. I know the longer I live, the more that becomes apparent to me that I cannot understand the love of God in Christ Jesus, yet has been poured out to me. Literally, the verse 1 says, the Father has bestowed it on me. Uh, I have no merit. I have no claim. That's what causes me to marvel. I have nothing that would cause God to devote that kind of extravagant grace towards me, yet he pours it out on a daily basis. He bestows it. Me, myself, one who is the child of a wicked, the wicked one, the animal earthliness of my own character and my nature, uh, the love that brought to that kind of misery that degradation is extraordinary and impressive that God would love me. And then we move on to verse 2 in the text for today. To leave you with the thought, the scripture goes on to say in verse 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Beloved, he begins in that verse. He says, in verse 2, he says, Now are we the sons of God, uh, an echo of John's Gospel, chapter 1, and verse 12. And as many as receive him, to them gives he the power or the authority to be the sons of God. 
um, John is writing, now are we the sons of God? He's speaking to those who have been born again, those who love the Lord, those that are authentic, genuine disciples who are obedient to him and who work righteousness in life. Those who are active in their obedience, not those that are passive and and uh, treat uh, their uh, religion or their walk with God as a, ha- a hobby or a hat that they wear from time to time, but not not regularly. John is speaking to those that are genuinely committed to Jesus Christ, and he gives them a wonderful promise to retain, and we call on that today, and I bring it to your attention. He says, it does not yet appear what we shall be. That's an interesting phrase. It's, it's, he's saying here, what God has in store for you has not yet been manifest. It's not yet been displayed. Though we know and we have confidence that we're children of God, though we know that we have that relationship with Him that has been reconciled and we've been justified and God's working on our sanctification, we know that we are children of God. We have that confidence in our heart. Uh, but we really don't even, we're not able to comprehend, at least I'm not. I'm not able to know the state of that wonderful, excellent existence uh, that, we, that I will be raised to one day. Neither do you. It does not yet appear what we shall be. It's not been made manifest yet. God has some things in store for us that's beyond our ability to even comprehend. Uh, the scripture tell, reminds us of that in numerous places. Uh, that eye has not seen nor ear heard the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited about that. The, the verse goes on a little bit more. It says, Now, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but when he shall (coughs) appear. (laughs) Literally, when he will be manifested. What that means is when he comes the second time, (coughs) and we'll be able to see him manifested and displayed in his his glorified human nature. Uh, When he comes to judge the world, when we see him, when he appears, something's going to be different. And the verse goes on to say, uh, we will. Um, it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but when we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I want to end with this thought today. We shall be like him. For our vile bodies will be made like unto his glorious body. We're going to see him as he is, as redeemed people of God, in all of his glory, in his majesty, in all of his divinity and his human nature together. The scripture reminds us that that's the case. Philippians chapter 3 verse 21, the apostle Paul wrote, he's going to transform, I'm paraphrasing here, he's going to transform the body of our humble state. And he's going to make it in conformity with the body of his glory. And he's going to do that by the power that he has that he has to subject all things to himself. In John chapter 17, verse 24, Jesus prays and says, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am so that they may see my glory which you have given me. Um, That's exactly what God's purpose is. You remember that John has seen the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration when he was transfigured. 
And this, we find, was something that was probably so staggering that words fail to describe. It's, it's like Moses being held in the cleft of a rock while the glory of God passed by. John had seen his glory, however veiled it might have been, uh, partially obscured, no doubt, in order to enable the disciples that were there, Peter, James, and John, to be able to bear the sight of his glory. Uh, for they weren't like him then, and they could not stand that glory. But one day they shall be like him. They shall see him as he is in all of the splendor of his infinite majesty. My, what a time that's going to be to be delivered from this sinful body of my flesh and to be conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus in entirety is going to be a marvel to behold. Let's live in the reality of that promise today. Let's walk with God. Be faithful to Him. Look forward to that return. But while we're here, let's keep in our hearts that promise that gives us the motivation to go on and serve Christ today because it's a marvelous thing that God has promised to those who love Him. God bless you. Walk with the Lord today. Be found faithful in His sight.